This podcast will discuss controversial subjects and what some may think is a derogatory way. We fully respect everyone's freedom of religion and our freedom of speech. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Remedial Sunday School, where we provide our friend Jen with the Sunday school she missed while growing up secular. And I contribute with the colorful commentary. I'm Tanya, a slightly traumatized former Catholic. I'm Claire, born in the Bible Belt and now living in the Midwest. And I'm Jen. I grew up a godless heathen in a happy secular household. I'm looking forward to being traumatized by the same stories that Tanya and Claire were. Solidarity. So you guys, why don't we explain the hows and whys of why we decided to make this podcast? I study medieval art and religion, an occupation in part motivated by never getting the answers I wanted about how women practice Christianity. I saw the Veggie Tales Jonah movie in theaters and may have participated in biblical skits in the backyard with my homeschool friends in kindergarten. I'm also a scholar of medieval art and religion who has been known to drop some innocuous Christian facts in my day-to-day life. And I'm a scholar of pre-modern and early modern Japanese literature and visual culture. I'd like to assure you all that technically I'm a certified smart person, but Japanese studies has not really helped me understand very much about the Bible and other religious things. Thus, I have had my mind blown by some pretty basic knowledge about Jesus stuff that uh, Tanya and Claire have just dropped in everyday conversation. Basically, Claire and I, with a group of circulating guests and friends, will provide Jen with the religious education she missed through the lens of our grown-up scholarly experience. Yes, this shall be the most professional, rigorously academic of all podcasts. As always, sources, interesting images, reading recommendations, and whatever else we think might be hilarious will be posted along with the episode. All right, so today's topic is Genesis, or as we have labeled the episode title, Genesis for Jen. And this is our first podcast episode of Remedial Sunday School. And you're listening to Tanya, and hopefully my voice will not fluctuate too terribly much in this recording. We will see. Uh, so in envisioning this podcast, I am going to, for this episode, particularly, I'm going to read from the first three chapters of Genesis and Jen and Claire will jump in with their commentary or questions, um, throughout this, uh, reading in future episodes, we will probably do more kind of summaries of what's happening but in this case we decided that reading it verbatim may actually help or confuse or both or traumatize (laughs) i will let our listeners who are probably 10 people know that i am using the fifth edition of the new oxford annotated bible and we will be posting that in our um, notes for this recording episode. So you can read thing. along with us. 
And then if you want to learn more, you can read all of the footnotes um, to mm. yourself. It'll be so much fun. You can just dive right in. All right. Is there anything else, guys? Uh, no, I'm very excited. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing the, the story of Genesis uh, as an adult. I'm sure it'll be exactly like the vague leanings I had of it uh, when I heard about Genesis uh, sporadically throughout my, my younger years. Uh, you know, nothing will be at all different or completely changed from the, the, the common sources that I have heard from in the past, I'm sure. All right. Okay. So we're going to start with chapter one. In the beginning, there was a bang. Just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, this is, okay, we're sort of on the same page. Nope. <laughs> no banging. Just kidding, kidding. I couldn't get it out of my head, that whole, um, from that one show when History Channel used to actually give, uh, like, historical scientific <laughs> documentaries. So, um, no, we are not talking about the Big Bang. We're going to talk about well, I guess God's big bang. I'm sure Adam and Eve, they're in this, right? They'll, they'll have a bit of a bang of their own. <laughs> kind, kind of. of. Oh, oh. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That may be, I, that may be in chapter four, which we're not covering today. Oh, All right. Okay. Anyways, for real, I'm going to start. <clears throat> in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness. Okay, hold on. How can a light be good? <laughs> <laughs> or is this just a it's good in that like oh this is better than what it was before or is it we're talking about goodness in terms of like moral goodness somehow <laughs> think of good as like the quality of like the qa process of creation okay so it passed the quality god's quality assurance test okay his okay. hr department little... his his uh his creed bratton certified this okay and um since he since Cree's a quality control person um in the office and okay. uh uh you're gonna hear a lot of it was good um, it was good. okay so just, that's our favorite adjective for describing things that are generally uh, just quality. just strap just strap yourself in with the uh was good um seat belt okay because you're gonna be clutching it on this ride all right <laughs> buckling up <laughs> indeed indeed god called the light day and the darkness he called night checks out <laughs> and there was evening and there was morning the first day and god said let there be a dome in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters what what <laughs> i mean i get the dome is like supposed to be maybe the earth and like maybe we don't have a concept about the what the three-dimensional shape is oh, of the earth we will we will get to what the dome is oh the dome is not the earth 
No. Oh, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. And then for the water from the waters. Now, are we talking like freshwater versus seawater? Or is this a metaphorical kind of water? Uh, No, I can see that you're you're shaking your head. Um, This is where, uh, before recording, I mentioned uh, a word salad. Oh, okay. We're about to get into some word salad. Or uh, um, as I like to call it, poetic nonsense. (laughs) Figurative nonsense. Yeah, All right. so All right. I am not quite sure. Um, so I guess it's like the like, what do you say, Claire? Like the like, like inf- ephemeral, like mm. universal waters of ah, the primordial the soup of life. Yes. Yeah, we might need to go on a deep dive of like, I don't know how this fits in with ancient creation myths of the Middle Ooh. East. Um, but that might um, have, like we might it need to- does. It does. It fits oh. in really well with ancient. We might need to look up some Mesopotamian cosmology. Um, oh, um... this might be a footnote moment. We're it is. I am looking at the footnotes. Um, I didn't realize that by asking about what kind of water we were talking about, it would turn into such a deep dive. <laughs> yeah, I think that's some. <laughs> I just got that (laughs) I regret nothing oh that's funny okay um but like (laughs) Blair just got it too (laughs) no I was gonna say if you've ever had to sit through a sermon series on just creation you can turn a lot of words about poetic words words okay um yeah so I'm looking at my footnote right now and I'm gonna say it's not gonna help us so we will look into that in a future date. Um, so I'm uh, I'm marking it future stuff. Dot dot dot. Okay. Well, I'm gonna get back to it. All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to interrupting you. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome, and it was so. God called the dome sky, and there was evening, and there was morning, the second day. Jen, do you have a comment? I, you know, I'm not sure this might be another, another, like, deep dive, but I'm like, why is there water above the sky? It, with it, like, so we have a dome, and there's water below, and water above. Maybe it's, like, atmospheric water. Rain? No, rain doesn't happen until the flood, so... Wait, it never rained until the flood? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we got rain? <laughs> In Bible mythology? <laughs> okay, we will, oh, uh, we will get is, there. Okay. <laughs> if, if, Jen, if Jen makes it and doesn't melt into a puddle. Um... <laughs> did they have puddles if they didn't have rain? <laughs> well, they had water. So maybe, maybe they, they had did. Water. A lot of water. A dome. I feel like, why it's a dome. I feel uh, like we need to draw a diagram, Jen. It would. Okay, let me. Let me. I, I will find. So you know, yeah. So uh, while I continue reading, if you want to draw a diagram, that may okay. help you. All right. I got two colored pens, so you know I can differentiate between water A and uh, water B. <laughs> <laughs> the waters and the waters. All right. This sounds like a bad word problem. <laughs> <laughs> 
or like a horrible math problem with like <laughs> you have a dome that is separating two different types of waters find the arc of the dome <laughs> i feel like somebody has created like in like some sort of like biblically christian school they were like oh how shall we teach math and <laughs> we're like this is what they came up with all right i'm gonna get back to it all right And God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. (laughs) Just join Jen's face. How much water do we have to do? It's a water three. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, And let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth and the waters that were gathered together he called seas and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. Do we already have that part? It seems like, you know, as you know, an editor, like you're like, okay, we already said that we had night and day and morning and all that. We, we established the, the, the light-based timing. <laughs> Let's cut for clarity, Bible. <laughs> yeah, the, the men who edited the Bible in... Uh the early centuries of our current era uh, yeah they didn't feel the need to do that anyways keep going and god said let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years and let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness and God saw that it was good. Oh my God, this is so and there redundant. Was, oh, oh, just, just wait. Just it's hold, like reading hold, an undergraduate, you know, like freshman 101, <laughs> like writing 101, where the first draft, where it's like, okay, look, I know you're just trying to get to the word count here, but uh, <laughs> we, oh, we can cut some of this. Hold, 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 uh, hold, hold your, hold your little seatbelt, Jen. All right, all right. And there was evening. And there was morning the fourth day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not here yet. I assume. <laughs> no. <laughs> not for a long time if you're going oh, like chapter five, right? <laughs> no. Um, also, Genesis is the beginning of what, uh, beginning of the Hebrew Bible and also of the Old Testament. Okay. So this is part one. Okay, so this is the the fellowship of the ring of 
Christianity <laughs> slash Judaism. <laughs> uh. Actually, I think it's more it's a like surprisingly sim- good metaphor. <laughs> well, I, I was about to say, um, maybe it's actually the similarian. Oh, okay. unless we want to say the similarian is the apocrypha. I don't know. Maybe maybe can... this is maybe this is the Hobbit. This is kind of its own like standalone oh. book initially, and um, we're gonna get to. I assume there's a there's the New Testament coming later. Maybe that's our uh, Lord of the Rings like series. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm really great at making metaphors for things I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's also not gonna help you too much because since with this podcast we are going to jump around and we're not going to go in chronological order. So, uh, listener, if you were expecting that, go listen somewhere else because yeah. this is, n- we're not doing that. that. Yeah, we're not that kind of pod. Maybe <laughs> we can make a timeline and like Ooh. put it on the website of like where each episode falls in like the celestial timeline of. I mean, we might have to make time. a Christian and a Jewish timeline because like the Hebrew Bible orders things differently. I'll um, be real helpful for this. My brain's already hurting thinking about this, but yes, we shall do that at some point, a timeline mm-hmm. and a button. <laughs> All right. Where was I? Uh, fourth day. Okay. And God said, let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures. Swarms to me just makes me think of bugs, but you know, and mm-hmm. let birds fly above the earth across the dome of the sky. Jen, do you have any um, commentary on that? I mean, so like we got birds and fish first on what we're on the fourth no, day. No, we haven't gotten to fish yet. Oh, no, we're on the fi- swarms. We're on the fifth day. It said swarms of living creatures. I was just, ex- I was just partially expecting you to bring up dinosaurs. I mean, I'm going to assume that birds are supposed to be uh, the, the, the avian lineage of dinosaurs. When everything that's, you know, bird hip instead of reptile hip. Well, actually, no, because then, like, reptile hip should have come first. So, like, are, are the reptiles part of the swarms? I know I'm applying modern scientific principles to a book that is not scientific in its uh, ordering and understanding of the world. But uh, we're, we're, we're my dinosaurs. And you're ahead of so many other people. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm guessing we got a swarm of uh, sea bees or something uh, in our seas uh, <laughs> i don't know when i hear swarm i think of bees and oh, nicholas cage <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah to uh are the reptiles coming later and that's where we we get dinosaurs maybe the no. Bible doesn't have dinosaurs at all. I'm going to be extremely no. disappointed. There's no dinosaurs. Oh, but I've seen so many images of Jesus holding AK-47s while riding a T-Rex. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> Are yeah. you telling me that that image is not real? <laughs> there are dragons, though. Oh, there are dragons. So I guess you could say there are dinosaurs because there's dragons, yeah. which we can get into that whole discussion later. Mm. But yes, yes. Um. Okay. so god created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves of every kind with which the waters swarm and every winged bird of every kind and god saw that it was good god blessed them saying be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth 
And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. I thought the birds were in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind, cattle and creeping things, and wild animals of the earth of every kind. And it was so. So wait, how is this different from the living creatures here, different from the birds and swarms and sea creatures before? Are they not technically alive? Word salad. (laughs) It's word salad. Okay. Okay. All right. Word salad. Well, also, like, it's kind of repetitive. Right, Claire? Very. Yes. As with a lot of things, it's sometimes best just not to ask too many questions. Okay. That's that's great. That really fits in with the uh, scholarly nature of our lives of intellectual inquiry is to not ask the questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Just take it on faith, I guess. Hmm. And God said, let us make humankind in our image. Who's us? Who's us? <laughs> Who's us? <laughs> so... <laughs> That depends on who you ask. Yes. According to um, my footnote, the us probably is referring to the divine beings who compose God's heavenly court because those people existed before or they're not people. (laughs) I've heard it explained explained, um, by like the evangelical set as like, it, the us should be the trinity which is some retconning going on mm. and I might mean, have no basis in actual fact of what the text is talking about i don't know but in the beginning wasn't there just like it said here in the genesis that there was just god in the beginning right so when did the this uh other court slash whatever the trinity is exactly i don't know i'm looking forward to learning about that uh <laughs> Maybe this is like a royal we. A royal we. Or the other thing is too, is it could, um, I I also, like, I guess it all, I feel like when my, always my understanding of this, and like, and I, uh, it's been a long time since I was in private Catholic school. So we'll just put that out there. But I always kind of read this like as um, it kind of being like this general, like kind of like gender neutral, like, god is everything type Hmm. under like use of the word us but um yeah who actually knows all right this is cool um it's very consistent the other other thing is too (laughs) the other thing is too is that um i mean so different parts of the bible were translated by different people at different times into different languages to be then translated to english so I would have to look up to see fully what this was translated from mm-hmm. into English. Though I do trust this uh, scholarly text translations <laughs> a lot more than other ones. But uh, yeah. Interesting. I wonder like what the original Bible, which I'm sure there is an original Bible at all. Uh. Well, because <laughs> the Bible was originally, all of this is based off of oral. Like originally it was a part of an mm-hmm. oral tradition okay that was later written down mm. so yeah i wonder what uh what like the original pronoun would have been there if it was even a pronoun at all oh we love historical telephone 
<laughs> it really, best, I mean, it really makes for the best fan fiction. <laughs> oh, we'll get to fan fiction today. We are going to get to fan fiction. You oh are going, yes, yes. Um, we will get to it fairly shortly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, just creeping on the earth. (laughs) Uh, So not the swarms though. So mankind doesn't have dominion over the swarms. It didn't specify the swarms, the swarms and the sea, so they can get away with what they want. Well, it said the fish of the sea. <laughs> but, but the, the fish, question is, the fish swarm? Do you, well, they school. They school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how are we defining creeping here? <laughs> I mean, there's lots Probably of bugs. men that I would it's define as creeping things, as <laughs> creeping things that creep. <laughs> Literally, that's what it creeping thing. Every creeping thing that creeps. So, I mean, I've met some dudes like that in my life. Mm-hmm. More than one. Several, actually. So, creeping things that creep around the earth and then maybe swarming things that swarm or uh, in the sea. Not quite defined. <laughs> All right. So, God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Got it. <laughs> Male and female, he created mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So nothing wrong there. <laughs> I want to stop. I want to stop right here and go on like a little bit of a tangent, or actually, I will just finish out chapter one because I've really just got like two little verses to get through, and then we'll stop, and then we can have a discussion about. Uh, Male and female, he created them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth, which she just said that. Um, yeah. God said, see, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth and every tree with seed and its fruit, you shall have them for food and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life. I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he made. And indeed, it was very good. Pat himself on the back there. (laughs) And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad he clarified that there was evening and morning because otherwise I wouldn't have assumed that that happened. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I want to later in this chapter two, we are going to get to like Adam and Eve. Mm. But I wanted to stop in this first chapter and say how 
in, uh, so chapter one, verse 27, the whole, so God created humankind in his image and the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. And God's a hermaphrodite. (laughs) Do we use that term anymore? Probably not. We probably say intersex. (laughs) They got both or all of the bits. I don't know. How can you have male and female and then have God be a dude in many conceptions? I don't know. Well, that's the thing is, is a lot of times, like, so on like one hand, there's the thought that God is not male or female. And then there's the thought that he's both. And then there's the thought that he is male, but then who's female. And then there's also the tract of people who think God is a woman. <laughs> and also let's go to the fruit thing for a second. They're very specific about the fruits that are uh, supposed to be there for, I assume humans to eat. It has to be fruit with the seed in it. So I'm assuming strawberries are off the table since the, the seeds on the outside. And also botanically speaking ferns don't have seeds so where the ferns come in i'm just like hung up on the fact that vegetables aren't getting a shout out i mean i mean they get their shout out in veggie tales right (laughs) (laughs) and i will i will say for uh our listeners jen and i are not super well acquainted with veggie tales um i personally growing up catholic had my own catholic cartoons which were possibly going to make up uh, a bonus episode in the future where we can watch mm. an episode and um, give commentary then about that. Also, I saw a TikTok that was pointing out that botanically speaking, all the veggies in Veggie Tales are like mostly actually fruits because like the tomato, the cucumber. Uh, I don't know all the other characters, but yeah, the guy who was pointing that was very upset about it. Uh, I will say it also says here, I have given every green plant for food, which. Uh, Then why are we calling out the fruits specifically then? Why are they getting special attention? Well, and also, I mean, you can't eat every green plant. What about plants that aren't green? You (laughs) can. It's just, uh, should you? And will this end poorly? Well, like I'm thinking, so like where I, where I grew up, um, in Southeast Texas is that we have tons of oleander plants and if mm. you're eating those, they would <laughs> gonna have kill a you. No, they would kill you. Yeah. Which always was fun whenever I would be doing yard work being like, oh, ha ha ha, poison. Yeah. Let's keep reading. Well, um, <laughs> or no. so I still want to keep, I still want to keep talking about this. So pretty much like here it says he male and female he created them and um thinking about this as this this lends to thinking that he created men and women at the same time Mm. oh yeah the order of operations (laughs) yeah isn't that like don't they wreck on that later on or something something about a rib that's the next chapter (laughs) that's the next chapter i figure that's next chapter Mm, yeah so i just kind of want to like leave that um I just want to leave that right there because mm-hmm. pretty much when we get to the creation of Eve, I do want to talk about a kind of like a mis- slightly misconception, but also something that is kind of part of our um, whole understanding, which is Lilith. But I will go ahead and start reading chapter two. Thus, the heavens and the earth were finished in all their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. 
so God blessed the seventh day and uh, hallowed it. Hallowed it? Whatever. Because on it, <laughs> God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. But did he rest? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just uh, a lot of the same word over and over and over again. Word salad. Well, it's not even like a salad at this point. It's just like you know the smelly a smells pasta? that smelled and the, the swimming things that swimmed. <laughs> <laughs> the creeping things creeped <laughs> you know if it wasn't so abstract and out there it seems like it'd be a really great like reading um assignment for like a kid to learn all of the different forms of like verbs and like adverbs <laughs> the creeping things that creeped one of these is a gerund getting all <laughs> grammatical <laughs> oh did they use this in your 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 catholic school to help you know with your grammar when you're doing like grammar lessons and stuff that they no i didn't i didn't learn grammar that was the problem oh well i mean it's not part of the seven days so i guess you know there's no time for that you know (laughs) (laughs) no in private catholic school i really didn't learn grammar and then whenever i went to public school i had one teacher in like the sixth grade who was like oh grammar nouns verbs adverbs and i was like I was like, I don't what understand. The only w- the only reason why I could like write well was because I read so many books that it just like absorbed into my body like mm-hmm. osmosis. But um, yeah, but I didn't know what anything meant, and it was letter. It's probably only been less like five years that I'm like that's a noun that's a verb (laughs) I now understand all these things that people try to teach me I mean it's harder I think uh, learning the parts sometimes when it's in your own like your your native language like I didn't really understand the parts of speech until I started like learning Spanish in in high school and then I'm like oh I see what this is doing you're kind of like this in English and then kind of like okay it started all coming together (laughs) I mean it took me studying Latin and German uh, to really start to kind of get it and actually Claire had a look like she was like wincing from her Latin I just still damage. have I can remember how difficult the worksheet on predicate nominatives I had to do in the fifth grade was and then it made sense when I learned Latin and I'm like aha that <laughs> light bulb moment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. aka we should just teach children Latin so that they can understand English I mean, I think we should teach uh, Chinese so that we can understand, you know, all sorts of languages and, you know, the complication of, you know, defining, you know, what is a meaning and logo-centric kind of thing versus, you know, an idea-centric. Children (laughs) children are like sponges. We should just teach them all the languages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All at once. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, then maybe things would be better for our feces, but I digress. All right. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. That literally doesn't make any sense to me, but it's like the order of how they were generated, I guess. Uh, oh, like super literal generated. Yeah, like generated, like springing forth, I guess, instead of like, you not know, like these fucking millennials, fucking boomers. <laughs> I have something to tell both of you when we are no longer recording so <laughs> Ooh, hear that listener you can't know this <laughs> this is our little secret <laughs> in the day that the lord god made the earth and the heavens when no plant of the field was yet in the earth 
and no herb of the field had yet sprung up for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. Okay. So (laughs) weather, is this saying that there was no weather until there were plants or there's just, even though, or even after there were plants, there was no weather. We'll get to that. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground, but a stream would rise from the earth, and the water, the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. So God like put his mouth on the nose <laughs> of the potential living being and just blew air right in there. And it's like, bam, you alive. <laughs> yes. Cool, cool. That's so, not a weird image at all. <laughs> I, I mean, I, at the same time, like if you're all knowing, why couldn't you just do it like in a CPR fashion? They're made of dust. Not one of them being made of another one's rib. So it just seems, uh, I guess it's not inconsistent yet until we read about the next chapter. And uh... No, we'll, we'll get to the people soon. All right. <clears throat> and the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east. And there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground, the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. All right. Wait a minute. So God, sorry, maybe I I misunderstood, but like, did God make this human being just for the purpose of tilling the fields or something? No, he made him for fun. For fun. Okay. But then like, okay. (laughs) Then there's a follow-up to that. Is that like, like the plants don't exist because like like there's no one to till them in the fields or whatever and i'm like why did you have to make them tillable why couldn't you just make them be in the garden like they just are Mm -hmm. but like what about because like i said that there wasn't any anything the fields hadn't been tilled yet or something and it's just like well why do you need them to be tilled couldn't you just make them pre-tilled i mean i'm just questioning the creative process and you know the reasoning for like why god is making things the way that they are because it just seems like well if you want the plants why do you need the you know the intermediary of having the fields tilled why not just (laughs) make them growable in untilled soil or not even have the need to till soil (laughs) there's no answer to this i'm just rambling at this point (laughs) (laughs) just that's not how i would have done it god (laughs) indeed all right A river flows out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divides and becomes four branches. Oh boy, okay. (laughs) The name of the first is Pishon. Cool. It is the one (laughs) that flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Validium and Oxstone are there. There is no question mark. That's just me struggling with um, pronunciations of things. Deal with it. All the right. name of the second river is Gihon. 
it is the one that flows around the whole land of Kush. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I assume he's not talking about that one. <laughs> okay, the other ones are easier because they um, exist. <clears throat> the name of the third river is Tigris, which flows east of Assyria. I know a lot about Assyria. I know where that is. That sounds like an actual place. I don't know about those first two. <laughs> um, yeah, Claire and I actually a few weeks ago saw a bunch of Assyrian art in the British Museum as we nice. ran through the British Museum. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. And if you want to find those other two rivers, you can become a biblical archaeologist. Oh boy. Because <laughs> they don't exist. Anyways, and the fourth river is the Euphrates, which okay, exist. yeah, that one, that one is a real one that I have heard of. Yes, yeah. There's, as Claire said, biblical archaeology. There are literally people who call themselves biblical archaeologists who are trying to find the Garden of Eden by tracing the Tigris and Euphrates to try to find the other two rivers. Good fucking luck, because they don't exist. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound like something that exists. You know, good luck for them. You know, everyone needs a hobby. It's a good excuse to travel to like other areas, of, you know, the world. Yeah, and, to you know, um, Iraq. Yeah. Syria yeah. sounds delightful this time of year. <laughs> Syria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know. But actually, it's a humanitarian <laughs> crisis and a war. Zone, yeah. So. Yeah. Fucking great. Because the world is on fire in Yay. 2022. <sighs> okay. Um. Back to the Bible, which will solve yeah. all of our problems. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to till it and keep it. Oh, so he did make the man just to do labor. This is yes. capitalist awful. <laughs> Extracting the labor of the creation. Why does he need to? Why does God need someone to till? He just makes things. And the Lord I'm God... just picturing this as like, have either of you played Age of Empires? Yes. Where you, I have. you make your little field and there's a guy that comes with it. Plebs it. are needed. Or like, I don't know, I'm beginning to think that maybe this is just some really messed up version of The Sims where he gives something <laughs> sentience in life and only to make them toil and labor <laughs> in an endless cycle. I um, mean, maybe we're all living in a hologram. Mm, Elon Musk was right all along. <laughs> gonna say don't utter that man's name here <laughs> if you look into a mirror and say elon musk three times <laughs> he will appear he'll summon he's... you and he'll mansplain things to you <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's get back to this uh unnecessarily laboring fellow and his life that is going to be spent tilling fields for reasons yes indeed and the lord god commanded the man you may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. Mm, well, you know, if you were given existence just to till in fields all the time, maybe you would want that sweet, sweet release of death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I am not one for like intense physical labor. So if someone said, here, Jen, here's a field, till it endlessly in some sort of Sisyphusian or whatever, you know, endless task that will never be completed. Like, I might take that apple. <laughs> it was it probably wasn't an apple, but we'll get to it. Anyways, oh, okay. probably was um, a pomegranate. Yeah. Everything is inaccurate about this. <laughs> 
<laughs> told an apple my entire life. And then, uh, pomegranate. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, pomegranates are so good. Anyway. They are really good. I mean, I would rather. Is this related to like Hades and the pomegranate with the Persephone and everything? Is that why? Is that why everyone there is all like, yeah, pomegranates? But like, why did it get changed to an apple? Questions for later, I suppose. <laughs> um, big fruit. Oh, it's the big <laughs> apple lobby. Um, I think I do think the apple did come around like the medieval period for sure. And uh, I don't think your Hades common is too far off. So, anyways, mm-hmm. we can we can deal with we can explore that in another episode about <laughs> the fruit. Claire, you can note that one down as a potential future. Yeah, we'll episode. call it you know, word and fruit salad. Okay. Then the Lord God said, "It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner." Well, is she a helper or a partner? Partner suggests equality. Also, yeah, why would have only one person dealing in the laborous drudgery? Why not make another? <laughs> <laughs> just watching them suffer. This just seems like a terrible Sims game where you're just like making people and then having them do like a pointless like loop of like the same activities over and over again. And then like they're they're just going to die. You set the smoking gun <laughs> over there on the other side of the garden. Yeah. So out of the ground, the Lord formed every animal of the field. And every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. I'd also just like to point out that this is in conflict with chapter one. Where the yeah, then they already exist. First. Yeah, wait a minute. Like the whole thing is like, oh, Adam came first, so the you know Adam gets to be in charge and name everything. I'm like, well, if it's a matter of order of operations, shouldn't well, like... we haven't even named him yet? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm assuming this is Adam. Uh, I the mean, spoilers ahead. You are correct for... <laughs> that it that it is indeed Adam, but at the same time, like he still doesn't have a name yet. Well, you know, he got to Sounds name like everything he's else. Having a bit of an existential crisis. Also, okay. how long did it take to name every single living creature? Have all yeah, the creatures that's... evolved yet? Like, do we even have evolution uh, in this uh, universe? Things mm. wonder. The man gave names to all the cattle. They're really obsessed with cattle. Um, they really do seem to be very concerned with the cattle. They get name I mean, dropped it's a, a lot. Food source, but at the same time, true. But there are like a lot of leather, other animals you could eat. The I leather, mean, but... oxen, yeah. pull your carts. Yeah. We haven't gotten to the wheel yet. It's okay. Okay. The man gave names to all cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for the man, there was not found a helper as his partner. So the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs, closed up its place with flesh and the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, this at last is bones of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman. I love your man voice. Uh, <laughs> I like how it gets higher pitched. <laughs> your default reading voice. 10 out of 10. Love this man voice. I request that you use this man voice for every single uh, man in the future that you have to, uh, you know, do the, the dialogue for. In, uh, I will try. I can make no promises. I'm sure my accent will fluctuate. Great. I mean, if I speak to my grandmother before we ever record, I may have a deep twang. And if I'm around certain 
a certain coworker who Jen and I, who Jen used to work with, some of the um, Midwest might come out of my <laughs> voice. I've also been told I don't have an accent, so we will see. We shall I see. Did, I did perplex a, a linguist undergrad. She was like, where are you from? I can't push your <laughs> accent. I'm like, I'm from everywhere and nowhere. But anyway, <laughs> this one shall be called woman. For out of man, this one was taken. Why did he words. need the rib? Why, why, why did he need the rib to make? to make woman i mean he seemed to conjure up everything else that okay nothing, okay okay so. let me finish the second chapter and then okay we'll get okay, to okay. It. all right therefore a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife and they become one flesh and the man and his wife were both naked and not ashamed so they become one flesh. It just sounds like a horrible, you know, body horror from a well, video game. <laughs> well, I have to say, I mean, whenever you like are in a committed relationship with another human being, like you do like your microbiomes like become one. Just fun fact. Fun fact. Well, and also the clinging to clinging to the woman, like, ugh, but who's much. The, but who's the mother? Mm, yeah they're kind of uh, putting the cart before the horse I guess uh, there are no moms and dads in this yet they don't exist I assume but then they well, talk now, about it so now but now, but now there's there's woman so I guess there technically is a, the first mom and dad well I mean like she hasn't given birth yet or she hasn't even made anything yet she's just kind of done being a rib now I guess I'm sentient <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have thoughts <laughs> Yeah, the rib thing is going to perplex me for a while. I might dwell on that. We might need to, to move. <laughs> well, actually, I was about to. So this is where I wanted to go back to like the whole Lula thing. And yeah. um, like thinking about like the rib in general, um, because there's like some people who got Claire, what are they called? Who like take the Bible, like literally literalists. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm but sure like, there's a word for it. But like, it's not like men are missing a rib. But some people have thought this. But like, like all those rumors about Marilyn Manson back in the, the 90s and 2000s. Oh, you guys didn't know that. Oh, okay, I'm showing my age here. So there was a rumor that like Marilyn Manson, because he's all weird and creepy looking and gender non-specific, that like he had had ribs removed specifically so he could suck his own dick. But oh, I have heard this. I have yes. heard this. That's Fun just... fact for y'all. <laughs> that just like sounds like so much work when you could just, you know, get someone else to do it for you. Yeah. So this is kind of like this whole like story we taught like woman created from a rib or whatever mm -hmm. but there's also this whole concept of Lilith which for some people have really like embraced Lilith as like a feminist icon which I thoroughly enjoy but in general kind of like this whole thought that the story of Lilith as Adam's first wife is really like an early medieval thing ah. but but Liliths, plural, are much older, like Babylonian demons. Oh, like the babies. Yes. Nice. So, yeah, but Liliths are like a group of demons who typically will, um, like, if a woman ha gives birth, 
then they have to worry about a Lilith coming and taking away her baby, AKA killing the baby. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess they eat it. I don't know. Let me waste not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Liliths are thousands of years old, but the um the actual like this idea of her as Am's wife really comes from like the eighth century CE. And one thought about like how this story came up about because it really shows up in the alphabet of Ben Sira. And like this could have been from like an earlier oral tradition about Lulith, but it kind of seems to just really hardcore but they've been writing for quite a long time Mm. so it really seems to just appear in like this early medieval period in the eighth century and also listener um we are probably very unlikely going to use bc and ad in our dating we will probably stick to bce and ce since that is uh neutral because the other one is all about Jesus. jesus well and also like AD is after death, but then he died at 33. So then no, no, AD is Latin for Anno Domini, meaning oh, the year after of the Lord. Lord. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Why is that one the year of the Lord? Latin problem <laughs> made a huge Latin because it's technically the year he was born, except it's like not technically because they missed up the dating. Isn't that why? Yes, yes, you are correct, Claire. So it's so also we won't be using a BC and AD because it's just layers of wrong apparently even in uh, its own logic. I mean, I mean <laughs> all the dating is really confusing, especially when you get to like the Gregorian calendar and like the Julian calendar and like mm. it's all. And then like I was even reading something about like late medieval Florence about how their year started in March, like March twenty fourth or something. I don't know. I'm really confused. All dating is an approximate. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Claire is right. Anna Domini, and then um, before Christ, is that what BC means? Yes, though it may there also be that have one's a Latin. in Latin and one's not. Uh, there might be a Latin thing for it. You know, we could like Google it, but I don't really care that much. So, anyways, <laughs> it's up to you. Though I do want to talk about the story of Lilith from the eighth century, and on one hand, it, it's thought that one reason that this story kind of arose as a way to explain a long Jewish tradition of women who are going through childbirth to wear these amulets against Lilith. Hmm. And so this fanfic arose. <laughs> See, oh, we come back to it. This is a fan, fan, fan fiction of um, the Lilith. And uh, Claire is also thinking about these amulets now, I guess, and putting this for her dissertation. All right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, birth amulets. Lilith birth amulets. Is there anything you want to say, Claire, about that? Or do you just want me to explain the story? I mean, I don't see Lilith's I don't I haven't come across references specifically to Lilith's and medieval birth amulets, but they are in these Assyrian and Babylonian magic bowls, which mm-hmm. are their own a magic bowl. Weird and wonderful things. What's in the bowl? <laughs> oh, um, they normally have like charms written on them and then like pictures of the Liliths. And then you would like bury it under a house to like trap it or something. Interesting. Sort of neutralize the power of, (laughs) I can send you an article if you want. Sure. Why not? (laughs) We can post it in the, in the resources tab. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. There were usually, the bulls were usually used to exercise demons from the house or from the body of clients named on the bulls. Oh, 
or to turn back malevolent magic that others had practiced against the client, against like someone, AKA we just really need to get into magic because <gasps> magic. obviously. Biblical magic. But uh, anyway, so the story of Lilith is that when, and really this kind of goes back to this whole like first chapter that was contradictory because the first chapter makes it seem like God created man and woman at the same time. Out of dirt. Out of dirt, yeah, <laughs> at the same time, which would mm-hmm. suggest equality. Well, Lilith was equal mm. because in the story of Lilith, she was created at the same time and, and that she was meant to be Adam's wife, but pretty much that she pretty much that there was like this whole like power struggle between the two of them. And the whole alphabet of Vincer, the story in it is very misogynistic. No. <laughs> Shocker. You're telling me that there's plot misogyny twist. in some of these <laughs> plot twists. It was misogyny all along. Uh, Can we yeah. get a sticker with that on it? We should. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, you can write that down, Claire. Claire is <laughs> writing down ideas on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think uh, I was a, my favorite murder. Georgia says like, "Oh, a toxic masculinity ruins the party again," or mm-hmm. something. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but anyways, part of the story is that so Lilith was created at the same time, or like right after he created Adam, but from the same stuff. He she wasn't taken from his rib. So she's not like subservient to him. And that Lilith, they began to, whenever it was time to um, get it on, they were fighting <laughs> over who would be on top. Mm. And of course, Lilith was going to be on top, which kind of contextualizing this in um, like ancient Greece and Rome, it was very important for a masculine power dynamics of who was doing the penetrating mm-hmm. and who was being penetrated and your position of mm. the penetrator and the penetrated. And this would often color like homosexual relations mm-hmm. in ancient Greece and Rome. So kind of like who would be on top is kind of like reinforcing these like undercurrents that are already going on. And there, because if Adam's on top, he's doing the penetrating. He's the actor. He's like, but if Lilith's on top, while she's being penetrated, but she's like making the moving one. She's the Mm. active, she's the active person. Yeah. So pretty much they get into a fight about this. Adam's being a little bitch. Um, And then Lilith runs away. Yeah. She like says God's name and flies away, which she can fly yes (laughs) she can fly yes she can fly i want to fly that's amazing fly also you know they just needed to have a counselor to come in there maybe they could have split the difference maybe she could have been on bottom pegging him adam so adam calls god and he's like (laughs) dad i guess i guess that's what he's saying since he created him he's like Mm -hmm. hey dad my wife ran away and then God sent like three angels to go get her, which is really funny. Cause I'm like, oh, you had to send three. Yeah. You can get her? one might be enough. And, uh, sh- they're like, you need to go back to your husband. And she was like, fuck that guy. <laughs> or <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. Like you go fuck him if you want. Like you go, yeah. you go, let him pe- go, let him be on top of you yeah. angels. And, yeah. um, Lil doesn't want the missionary. <laughs> no, no. 
that doesn't exist yet <laughs> yeah and then uh also like there's like one version where she tells them that she can't do it because she can't be with them because she had uh she can't return to adam because she slept with the quote great demon which some have like made to be the devil mm. so like after the devil was cast out like she got frisky with him and actually if you want a good representation of this you should watch sabrina on i was just Netflix. thinking this sounds a lot like sabrina <laughs> it is it is actually it's very it's very similar so the other thing is too is that they kind of the angels kind of made a deal with her because she also told them like oh i'm evil now which i don't really get but um <laughs> she's wake like, up one morning just think no oh, i guess i'm evil now <laughs> yeah and uh so pretty much like this is where the whole misogyny comes in is that like oh yeah so Lilith like slept with a demon and was like I don't want to be dominated by my husband I want to be I want to dominate which I don't see as a bad thing anyways and they so she decides that she's going to be evil and go after newborn children and the angels were like come on you can't do that and she's like watch me <laughs> and <laughs> and so pretty much what happens they're like okay well if they're like wearing this amulet to protect themselves against you if your name on it will you not murder them and then she was like i guess and then <laughs> and, it seems reasonable <laughs> yeah so what i'm getting from this story is that if adam had just agreed to do cowgirl like none of this would have happened i don't understand you guys like cattle? You talk about it all the time. What's the problem? Yeah. So after this whole Lilith debacle where she flies away and starts murdering children. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyways, this is kind of like a moral of like why women can't be equal to men. That's like mm, the whole Yeah, I'm gathering story, that. Which is a bunch yeah. of bullshit. But anyways, Eva's like part two, like version two. <laughs> it's like the Stepford Wives. Like he didn't like his first wife. And so he made a clone who's mm. better a clone of himself really it's his own rib and <laughs> yeah so, in a way it's just very narcissistic of him okay so now we're gonna get to now we went on our little Lilith tangent mm -hmm. uh which I enjoy very much and I think Lilith is pretty cool and just like this idea of uh, like the first wife or whatever but the first anyways. wife being like bye flying away see ya nice you have a thought Claire oh no I'm just thinking about I don't know what. <laughs> some babies. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead and we'll start so we can finish the third chapter and then discuss it and kind of digest this first mm -hmm, episode mm -hmm. of the beginning of the world and mm -hmm. humankind, though it seems that God wants mankind. Anyways. um, Okay. <clears throat> now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God say, You shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. 
So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together, which I want to know where they got their thread from because um, I have um, a textile scholar. <laughs> also, <laughs> needles? Where did they get the needles? You'd have to like carve those. Also, making thread is really a giant pain in the ass, especially like early on. Like, what are they using? You're probably not using silk because that's like, oh my God, so much work. Are you using flax? Like, what are you? Also, when did we lose the power to talk to serpents? Yeah, I know. Just casually walking up to a snake one day, I'd be like, sup? Also, I want to point out that nowhere in what I just said about the serpent does it say he's the devil. Yeah, yeah. Just like a regular old casual everyday talking snake that God made. I don't know. I would like to stress the last thing Jen said. (laughs) That God made? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That was not lost on me. Like, oh, this is God's naughty snake. And they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves but I guess not a bra yeah well you know maybe like back in the day it was just just the the genital bits that were the problem not necessarily the they weren't a problem before so why yeah. should they be after just because you're like oh I'm naked I would make shoes <laughs> I know it just seems like <laughs> that probably would have been the first thing I would make just because it seems like you're in a garden there's probably gonna be little sticks and stones everywhere just having some foot comfort you know <laughs> make some fig leaf sandals especially if you're tilling like exactly ooh. doing labor just what are you tilling real... with like what what mm-hmm. what is the till made out of is it like rock I mean, are we in the know. Stone Age or the Bronze Age? It's a good question. Yeah, ding, ding, yeah, ding, ding, yeah. ding. Exactly. Or like, do we even have tools? Then is he having to go in with like his hand and just manually like dig out the field with his hands and like see? This is why oh this is just God. That's this so is just awful. a capitalist nightmare as far as you know extractive labor and, <laughs> and also if the card's already there, why do you got to till it? Just eat whatever's also, there already. Yeah. Also, why do they need to eat? Like, I, could you just make them not need to eat because apparently they don't die? So like, why do you need to eat? hunter-gatherer civilization i mean yeah but like if i didn't have there's to only two of live, them yeah i want to know where they live do they build themselves a cool ass tree house and all these fruit trees or like ooh, a tree house it'd be nice yeah i don't know there's a lot of points here i'm like well okay this is like uh, i mean like they don't die because they haven't eaten from the the naughty or nice tree well um, and is that the they only do way now. to die Oh well, it even said it even said like if you touch it. Yeah. Okay. So if, like, if you touch it, so like you can't die in this universe unless you touch or eat from that tree, right? So like. Yes. Well, Eve adds the bit about touching. God just like don't eat it. Okay. I don't know. I've heard way too many sermons about like nuances <laughs> growing up. So like. Also, it just out? seems like. Eve finds out she could be wise, so she's just really intellectually curious and wants to know more about the world and okay. takes it by that apple. And Adam's just like, oh, girl. So I will say <laughs> that in the ancient world in general, snakes were a symbol of wisdom, fertility, and immortality, and also associated with fine feminine. Nice. Which is why I like snakes as an aesthetic. Actual snakes, I do not like. Not a fan. 
but aesthetically I'm all about snakes and it and it really is later that that like it's interpreted that the snake is the devil but nowhere here does it say it's the devil yeah I haven't heard anything about a devil or you know anyone else other than God and these two people maybe the third one in the form of Lilith but she might be a demon now I don't know (laughs) well she was always a demon oh she was always a demon okay well not when she was the first wife of God but like Liliths were always demons oh okay but okay. if she, if you are talking about Lilith as first wife of Adam, mm-hmm. then no, she was just a person who could fly. <laughs> so but cool. Adam can't fly. Okay. You know, it's like, a, I don't know if you guys ever watched The Dark Crystal. You should watch it. It's a weird 80s fantasy puppet movie. The Labyrinth just scarred me. If you were scarred by the Labyrinth, oh, You'll be even more scarred if you watch the Dark Crystal. <laughs> but anyway, the the for the elf people, like the the one guy thinks he is like the last and only one left, and it turns out he meets he meets a girl along the way, and then like they're in a scene where they're gonna fall, and then they start falling, and she just whips out her wings and you know flutters them down. He's like, well, why do you have wings? And she's like, because you're a boy, silly. <laughs> why do you have wings? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> So maybe it's like that with uh, Lilith. <laughs> Lilith gives you wings. <laughs> I thought Red Bull gave you wings. That too. Maybe she had a Red Bull and she's like, missionary? Glug, glug, glug. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> well, supposedly she said, she said God's name and then was able to fly. Oh, well, well okay. Wait, that is... <laughs> we've got magic words. We've got magic words. That but then, like, things. okay, so like, if she used God's name to fly away from it, it just seems like there's a lot of like, is God really against that? Like, if he's just gonna let her fly away, I don't know. It's almost as if the writing doesn't make any logical sense. <laughs> I mean, also, this is the fan fiction. Of, the fan fiction. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, and also at the same time, you have to know that even this, like how like parts of it are really repetitive and mm-hmm. contradict each other. It's because this is made up of several different authors. Mm, all stitched together. Mm-hmm. See what all these authors really needed was like an overall like editor to come in and be like, okay, listen, love the creepy creeps and the swarming swarms and everything but why don't we try using some different adjectives to just you know spice it up and put a little variety you know in the whole thing they had one it was a whole group of white men okay but did they have any sort of like editing background like having composed like you know anthologies and organized them or were they just people with opinions the latter Okay. See, I'm talking about, like, we need a writer in here to really just come in here and clean this up and be like, okay, no, no, no. We're going to call them, you know, the scurrying creeping creatures. <laughs> <laughs> so Jen is going to write her own edited version of the Bible to make it make more sense. And also just, you know, cut out some of the repetitive parts. Like, I think we can see if we call it the fourth day, we know that the sun rose at some point during that. We know the sun exists, even though we're not going to call it the sun. We'll call it the giant greater light in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and the lesser light of nighttime, which is not a light, strictly speaking. It's just very reflective rocks. <laughs> but and okay. It's not only visible during the night, but also during That's the day. True. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. That actually sounds really nice. It sounds nice. I have no idea what time it is. The hour of the breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. We still don't have their names, by the way. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? Should he know? Also, okay, I, I maybe it's tangent. Mm-hmm. Also, tangent. Okay, you ate from the tree, whatever. And God's like, hey, like, you know, covering yourself would totally give it away that you did something. Why wouldn't you just stay naked? And then God would be like, did you eat from the tree? And be like, no. Or just be like, no, God, it's cool. I just want to try some new fashion. You know, my flesh was getting a little sunburned. I'm assuming sunburn exists. (laughs) Have you? Take it all time. (laughs) Yeah, we just got bored looking at each other. And honestly, like this whole penis thing is not that attractive. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. we can just cover that up. And also, you know, got bored tilling the fields, had some time for some creative thinking. (laughs) But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. And I was, a f- oh. <clears throat> yeah, man voice. I heard the sound of you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman who you gave to be with me. She gave me fruit from the tree and I ate it. Or, she and gave I it to you. She didn't shove it in your face. You didn't have to eat it. It's not like she forced it down your throat, dude. Fucking men also, blaming narc everything on women. Yeah. Yeah. What a fucking narc. <laughs> he's not just the first man, he's the first narc. <laughs> you know, so just like, it's like pointing the finger. He's like, she made me do it. And it's like, you have free will, right? Right. tattle on like Lilith for going to the land of sweet sweet Kush and you know you just you can't get away with anything with Adam Jesus what a hall monitor <laughs> <laughs> she should give him a wedgie with his new underwear <laughs> then the Lord God said to the woman what is this that you have done the woman said the serpent tricked me and I ate the Lord God said to the serpent because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. Okay. What does that mean? I guess that like your like snakes bite you, so like you. Uh, We're afraid of snakes now. Uh, Okay. This is how the fear of snakes came about. Also, what was the snake doing before it was on its belly? Yeah, good snakes used to walk on. (laughs) It's magic. Boing 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 boing. It's like it's like <laughs> Sir Hiss and Robin Hood, the animated. Yeah. <laughs> just this vertical snake on its tippy tippy tail, just bouncing along. Although some medieval depictions of the serpent have it on like little legs. What I think? So. I must see this. 
So you're maybe it looked like a, a terrible like a lizard. Drawing. Well, some of them show it being more like a lizardy dragon thing. Hmm. Or, or it was a dinosaur. Oh, oh my God! Dinosaurs were in the Garden of Eden, and uh, they're hanging out trying to convince people to eat apples. Forbidden apple. Oh, I guess we don't know the fruit. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. Fruit. So, so the fruit. So yeah, and that's the thing is, is that it says the fruit. It doesn't say what type. Mm. So based on geography, it's probably a pomegranate. Because last I checked, apples don't grow in the Middle East. I mean, I'm fine with this because in every in most of the artwork, I see the apples. Oh, it looks like a red, delicious apple, and that kind of apple is only fit for horses. And so I'm like, you know, if you're gonna condemn humankind Amen. for the entire rest of eternity. Um, you better have a honey crisp on that tree at least. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Red delicious are garbage. That was like all I ate as a kid. And now I could, now that I live in the land of the apples, mm-hmm. I know so much better. Although I would like eat- to note that there are apparently figs if they have fig leaves. Oh, oh that's true. Okay. So uh, yeah, figs would be a better choice than than a red delicious apple. Um I could talk all day about how much I hate a red delicious apple. I hate red delicious apples almost as much as I hate Ted Cruz. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's not exactly ra- rational. I mean his head's kind kind of, his head's kind of the shape of a red delicious apple. I want to. Th- I would throw red delicious apples at him. Uh, okay, red delicious apples are are fit for uh, giving to horses to eat, and also uh, for throwing at people who say dumb shit. Specifically, certain conservative politicians. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, there's some people who I don't know what their political leanings are, but they just say really stupid things, and they just need to be hit in the head with a red delicious apple. Oh, I can think of a few people, and <laughs> Jen and I. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> to the woman, he said, this is really fucked up. I, great- <laughs> I wish he said that. <laughs> That's what she should have said. <laughs> I mean, yes. I will greatly increase your pangs, your pangs, mm. P-A-N-G-S, in childbearing. In pain, you shall bring forth children. Yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Fuck that. And to the man, he (laughs) said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles, it shall bring forth for you and you shall eat the plants of the field. Which wasn't he doing that already? Because I thought he was too. Maybe now we're in like hard mode gardening. Yeah, maybe. So it was like, it was like, it was like a hobby. And now it's like, I could die. Yeah. Like it's like his job now and not like his, his like hobby. And also like, if the ground didn't have like thorns and pokey bits up until then, like, why did you need to till the field in the first place? It sounds pretty soft. You could have just planted directly. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a gardener. <laughs> yes, uh, Jenna's our resident plant lady. Um, I go to her with all of my plant questions. She And is... I go to someone else to answer a, good, a fair number of them. <laughs> I got connections. <laughs> 
Plant connections. Plant connections. Okay. And you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread until you return to the ground. I mean, I really like bread. By the, so. by the sweat of your bread. face, you will eat bread? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> also, apparently bread baking is now a skill that they have. Like, are we going to skip yeah, over did they have like, ovens? the whole yeast or sourdough? Like, when does that develop? Yeah, yeah. when did fungus get created? Because yeast is technically a fungus. So that would, <laughs> is that what we meant by the swarms or the creepy, creepy things? Also, like, <laughs> how do you harvest it? You would need a sickle for the, well. I guess you could manually Pull pick all of the wheat. wheat by hand. That would be extremely like, tedious already. But how would how would you know to get yeast? And then you'd have to grind it up into flour. And there's only two of you, so what do you? Very labor intensive. Maybe the snake was telling him, "This is the recipe for a really bitchin' sourdough." <laughs> <laughs> um, can I get that recipe? Um, <laughs> Uh, by the sweat of your face, which were they not sweating before? Okay. Anyways, how are their bodies staying cool? Anyways, um, you shall eat bread until you return to the ground for out of it. You were taken, you are dust and to dust. You shall return, which actually is not far off because we're all made up of stardust. So yeah, I, I like that line. That line's pretty cool. Dust. You were made dust. You were returning. It's very badass. Uh, the rest of it's still kind of fucked up, and I think of a little bit disproportional of a punishment for for uh, eating some fruit that you kind of left out in the open in the smoking garden. Like even a responsible like a gun owner puts their guns in a gun safe, you know. So maybe if you really don't lock. want someone, yeah, with a lock and unloaded. Uh, so maybe if you don't want someone eating from your fruit, and you put, put them, and you put the bullets somewhere else, yeah, you don't even you lock the, them up in the same. Yeah, place. you fence off the tree, and then you put just a bunch of signs. I don't even know if they have written language do you even have language at this point i know that they're talking but like never talk about it um as far as <laughs> what humans can do um their uh, abilities um i guess maybe that's all included in like the made in god's image i assume god was just talking to himself the whole time while he was creating everything um, and then he had his <laughs> heavenly people he had his angels right yeah, yeah. when did the angels come Anyways. into play when did they get made or is that uh, just not included in the earth thing like they were already there think they were already there anyways we'll okay. get we'll have to get to angels the, the angels and the giants and the all that shit yeah. oh that's right there are giants i forgot that there <laughs> were listener uh one time uh tanya and i went to go watch uh the green knight which uh <laughs> as someone who doesn't do anything related to medieval europe and also has no familiarity with the bible as i'm sure you've gleaned at this point um <laughs> the fact that there were giants just walking around in this very religious heavy thing i had no idea i, I always thought giants were just you know in fairy tales <laughs> are there fairies in the bible <laughs> how many of the fairy tale things that i think are fairy tales are actually i mean there are witches bible things got witches got giants i mean i guess it depends what your definition of a fairy is like little butterfly or buggy looking wings, tiny, if, usually female, like but doesn't have to later. be. I don't know. We will. Well, okay, Claire, write that down. <laughs> fairies. Wait. Fairies. Fairies. <laughs> fairies in the Bible? <laughs> Question mark? What are. Okay. Actually, we should be able to figure that out pretty easily because we know a lot of people who do like medieval, like different myths and stuff, mm. but then also do. Um, like some people who do fo folklore stuff. Well, there you go. So we probably could I... get someone yeah. from folklore. Dragons, giants, 
But yeah, The Green Knight, very confusing film for me. Not just in its, you know, figurative sort of aspects, <laughs> but some of the, the historical bits. Okay, we're almost done. All right, all <laughs> right. Chapter three. All right, finish line. Okay, uh, you are destined to dust, you shall return. The man named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. Okay. And the Lord God made garments of skins for the man and for his wife and clothed them. Well, that was nice of him. But so we don't have, he didn't name the man. Anyways, then the Lord God said, see, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. And now he might reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man and at the east of the garden of Eden, he placed the cherubim and a sword flaming and turning to guard the way to the tree of life. I mean, a flaming sword sounds really badass. I think I had one of those in Skyrim. So a, a cherubim is just an angel. It's a type of angel. Yeah, I'm assuming it doesn't look like the little Valentine's Day cherubs that uh, we see in uh, little cards and stuff. I'm assuming it has probably a different look than a diapered yeah. baby. Although a diapered baby holding a flaming sword um, um, is a fun image. So uh, the cherubim are supposed to be composite wing creatures like the half-human, half-lion sphinx in Egypt. Okay. There are some representations of them. Yeah. So they're kind of like half human, half other things. Lion, bestial. Chimerical. Rar. Nice. Flaming sword. With swords. That sounds cool. Uh, it seems a little extreme. And it also sounds like someone's kind of hoarding the whole uh, eternal life thing. Uh, kind of a dick move. I'm also just like, where's Adam's name? Yeah, that is. It does seem like um a big uh hole in the uh in the in the narrative. Also, like, they seem to is, wait till like the Adam last. Adam just minute. Hebrew for dude, the man, dude. probably. I mean, there are some translations of this that do say um, like instead of saying to the man or whatever, it says or like to Adam. According to Wikipedia, the personal name Adam derives from the Hebrew Hebrew noun Adama, meaning the ground or earth. Ooh. But it is likely a folk etymology. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Explains why he's such a dirtbag. Heyo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the quality content and jokes people will come here for repeatedly. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay. So, Why yeah. did God store all of his precious trees and fruits in a garden where they could be... Like, why did he put them on Earth in the first place? Is this God omnipotent and omniscient? <laughs> and, like, if God knows that there's a potential for things to eat from his special trees, then, like, why did he put them there? Also, what if the snake had eaten the apple? Or any other animal, for that matter? Like, an ant crawls up the tree takes a little bite of the fruit and is like oh my god i'm naked <laughs> like <laughs> would he have gone so disproportionately angry over another animal eating the fruit than the humans 
Or maybe it's because they look like God, and he's like, okay, I made you look like me, but you're totally not me, okay? So you can't have my super special fruit. Does God even need that fruit? I have a lot of questions that probably cannot be answered. I just, there's a, just a, a whole, like, lots of what I would see is gaps in the in, in the logic of things. Um, and I'm trying to have the, the, um, the, everything operates on faith and not logic kind of lens. But even then, I'm just kind of like, there's usually a, a, a somewhat logic to the rules <laughs> and how things are supposed to work. And I just, uh, I don't understand why you'd put your trees it's like putting a, a glass on the edge of a table while you have a cat and you're not expecting the cat to knock it over like come on why are you setting up these people for failure <laughs> well and that's the thing is if he's all uh, whatever all knowing then he knew the snake was gonna do it also why'd you make such a dick snake like <laughs> i mean also i don't think the snake was a dick also was the snake even like a snake anyways like Yo, God, if you created everything in this picture, isn't it really your fault that the fruit got eaten because you literally made everything? Like, I don't know. Did he create free will at the same time as people? Or there was, like, no mention of, like, the will. Uh, oh, also, I do want to point out, too, when, when, one thing I wanted to point out is that um, that this is kind of, this moment is referred to later as, like, the original sin. Ah, yes. But... The word sin is not anywhere in this part. Mm. That's like completely later that they're just like, this is the original sin of Eve. Because uh, oh, yeah, of Eve. All right. Yeah. I'm just going to say she's, she's intellectually curious and Adam is just a gutless follower. <laughs> he could have just said no to Eve. No, thanks to Eve. I'm not down for eating this apple. I'm going to go back over here and go till this field for some reason that is really yet to be understood i i like to say that um you know i can't say that i understand this more but i feel like i do know more so i guess uh we're we're we're, we're part way there uh uh as as a modern you know person with you know many many choices for understanding how the the earth came to be i don't understand why one would pick this one uh, it just seems to be a little bit less uh, consistent, but I know some people do. I just, uh, not for me. Fun, fun. I'm curious about other creation myths and like, which which one, which one do you pick when you have an abundance of potential creations explanations? I would pick the fun one, um, but <laughs> we can get into, we can definitely get into other creation myths at some point. Mm -hmm. In some future episodes, we only have 40 million episode ideas, so that's a mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, Claire, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, now I just want to go read about Babylonian creation myths and <laughs> sort of like, yeah. And Claire and I will probably will be trading off who kind of leads the biblical aspects, so you will definitely hear more from Claire and my uh loud commentary and hopefully i don't dominate the conversation too much and then at some point you guys will uh when you need a break we will treat you to uh, one of uh, jen's teaching episodes where i tell you about japanese religious slash mythology stuff and uh get to experience uh, the buck wild nature of those stories which i adore so Ooh, yeah to look forward to mm -hmm. so much yeah so uh tune in next time we plan to record 
these seasons and then release. Uh, each season will have 10 episodes. We'll release an episode every week. And then we'll probably have to take a break or towards the end of the releasing um, because we're all still working on our dissertations. Jen's about to finish hers and Claire oh, and I are gosh. trying to get them a start to writing in process we'll say in process yes yes we're writing our dissertations it's the whole thing um if you know of any good creation stories let us know and we can do some cross comparison let us know uh, yeah and if you have any other uh, stories that don't have to be biblical i am equally ignorant of pretty much all religions that aren't related to japan uh so yeah any uh, suggestions and things that you would like to hear me react to <laughs> in a very confused way uh feel free to uh pass those along too <laughs> yeah so until next time enjoy religion oh i thought I that know. there was like some sort of catchphrase i don't that have Claire a had planned out. <laughs> i don't have a catchphrase i just don't know how to end this okay bye <laughs> cool cool